Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by Recruiting Analyst Hank South on the eve, the eve, Hank South, of Alabama-Miami set for tomorrow afternoon at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The 2021 season opener is upon us, and Hank, lo and behold, there are going to be recruits in attendance on at least a semi-official basis, I guess, right? Something that's changed in recent years, we didn't obviously see it last year because of the pandemic, is that even at neutral site games, uh, the participating teams have an allotment of tickets. They're allowed to to dole out to, to targets and recruits. Is that correct? Yeah, it's kind of a cool thing they're able to do, obviously. You know, they can't have face-to-face contact with them, but um, they can still give recruits uh, an opportunity to see them play, which, you know, when, when you're playing in Atlanta, it's pretty hotbed, um, you know, region uh, of talent. Uh, they've got commits, they've got targets, um, and, and even guys coming from, from out of the region to come see the game. Um, so certainly a, a nice opportunity to, to get them in the stands to watch your team um, and, you know, possibly even more important, keep them off another campus at the same time. Yeah, twofold, I guess, when you consider mm-hmm. those uh, approaches. And, you know, I know you've got for us right now at BamaOnline.com sort of a running list of potential attendees, tentative attendees, I guess you could say, for tomorrow afternoon's game. And I guess the breakdown about what you would expect, especially, especially given the locale, as you pointed out, Atlanta, Metro Atlanta has been so good to Alabama during the Nick Saban era. So when you consider some commitments especially that are already in the fold for Alabama in this 2022 cycle. A couple of names you would expect to see on that list, but sort of a sort of a full circle, I would say, between the game being in Atlanta, which initially when Alabama started playing these neutral site games under Nick Saban recruiting was right at the center of it. You know, and Atlanta specifically was right at the center of it. But then the opponent, Miami, and how how beneficial South Florida has been to Alabama under Nick Saban. You kind of got the best of both worlds with this game, don't you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, again, in Atlanta, you know, you got that that hotbed region of talent with with guys in the area, but you also have a very accessible airport. You know, we, we've seen guys, um, you know, from South Florida get get there. Um, I know in 2017, when, when Alabama played, um, when they opened the season with Florida State, um, Jalen Waddell went from Houston. So, you know, the, it's pretty accessible. Um, and we'll see that, you know, we're going to see guys from Georgia. You know, we have Jake Pope expected, Dane Shore, two Alabama commits um, from the area expected in attendance um, guys from in state, you know, Emmanuel Henderson, Kobe Prentice, um, Antonio kite, they're expected to, to travel over. Um, but you know, from beyond there, Earl little uh, Miami legacy coming from South Florida up to see the game. Obviously his dad played for Miami. Um, he has Alabama as his leader. So that's kind of a, you know, that's an intriguing game. I'm sure for him and his family, Elijah Brown, um, Alabama's tight end commit from Ohio. He's making the trip down after a Friday night game, uh, to, to see, um, Alabama in action. So yeah, you know, uh, it, it's, it's going to be mostly, you know, local guys and, you know, Alabama, Georgia guys. Um, but we are going to see uh, a few guys from elsewhere make the trip up, or at least they're expected to. It's a great point about the accessibility based on air travel, because regardless of where you are in the United States of America, you can pretty much land a nonstop at different times of the day to the ATL and also yep. even when Alabama's played in Dallas, right? Yep. Um, it's very nonstop friendly from, from various, various locales around the country. So certainly a, a good point and something else to take into consideration. You mentioned Earl Little Jr. and how, how great Broward County, Dade County, Palm Beach County, uh, you know, down in South Florida has been to Alabama throughout the years. I think it shows up as much as anything at the wide receiver position when you go from Amari Cooper to Calvin Ridley to Jerry Judy to now Ajay Hall, Ja'Cory Brooks, uh, Tyu Jones-Bell, Xavier Williams in recent years. Um, but the cornerback spot, and Earl Little, we've, we've called his high school cornerback high uh, in the past here on the podcast – uh, in his position in general, uh, we talked about the safeties because here recently Alabama picked up its second commitment at the position uh, in Jake Pope uh, from Buford, Georgia. What about cornerback to go along with Earl Little Jr.? It sounds like there's been some very positive trending, I guess you could say. Uh, and again, some previous relationships at high schools, it sounds like helping Alabama on the cornerback front. Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously you got Earl Little saying Bama's his leader. You know, I think it would surprise most if he did not end up committing to Bama um, at some point in the near future. You know, at some point this fall, you know, he, he's still taking his time taking visits. But um, Alabama seems like it's in pretty securely in the driver's seat there. But beyond him, um, you look at a guy like Denver Harris, the five star cornerback from from Houston, um, Texas, North Shore High School. Very Bama-friendly high school. Um, in recent years, we saw Jaden Roberts in 2021. We saw Damian George the cycle before. So um, certainly have recruited linemen well from the school, and even recruited, you know, um, his name is completely escaping me. Zach, what the running back, <laughs> the five-star running back, Zach Evans. Uh, Zach Evans. I don't know why yeah. I couldn't think of his last name. Bama recruited him well. They just didn't end up pushing for him in the end. Um, so Bama's very familiar there. You know, Carl Scott. Um, and you know, Nick Saban has his foot in the door everywhere. You know, everyone, everyone knows Nick Saban, but you know, Carl Scott did a really good job of really kind of bridging that even, even further. And now Jay Valai has stepped in, um, in the wake of Carl Scott leaving for the, for the NFL. Jay Valai is now kind of, uh, filled that, uh, filled that hole. And, and he already knew 
Denver Harris prior from his time at Texas. So they already have that that connection. You got the Nick Saban connection. Um, obviously, Alabama putting guys in the league left and right at his position. Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to see. He kind of made a little teaser video a, a week or so ago saying a September 22nd announcement could be happening. Um, so that's kind of a date we, we've tentatively circled for, for Denver Harris. Uh, but regardless of, of when he announces, it looks like or it sounds like, you know, Bama's trending in the right direction. Schools like LSU, Texas are still trying to, to chip away at him. But it looks like Bama's kind of, you know, has its 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 foot in the door there pretty pretty securely so that's a guy we're watching at the cornerback spot and beyond Denver Harris you know you got Earl Little you know I think Bama would be elated to land Denver Harris and Earl Little and, and maybe even call it a day at defensive back after adding Jake Pope and Antonio Kite um, but you know if those guys if, if things go if those guys go elsewhere if things change you know you got other guys out there you know um, Damani Jackson the five-star USC commit the Bama has shown a lot of interest in um, Isaiah Isaiah Bond the Florida commitment from Buford Georgia with Jake Pope he's a guy that Bama has um, been very interested in as well um, currently committed to Florida, but has taken an official visit to Alabama already. So there is a, a, a good level of interest there. So a position that could change, but it looks like right now the two guys to, to really hone in on are, are Denver Harrison or a little junior. A couple of classes ago, Alabama went to Jacksonville, Florida for Jacques Robinson mm-hmm. uh, at the corner position. Jaheim Singletary, I'm familiar with Duval, obviously, uh, across the river on the west side of the river where yours truly grew up. Uh, previously it was known as Lee high school. It has since changed its name to Riverside high Singletary in that five-star range himself at the corner spot previously committed to Ohio state. I guess he's opened things back up. Is there a possibility there with him? Uh, I know he's also considering Miami. So that's a storyline maybe to consider on the recruiting front in this game as well. Or is, is he a little bit of an outlier in this thing? I think, you know, right now you could probably circle him as more of an outlier. Um, I, I think it's more, you know, Bama wants to get him on campus and kind of see where things go. I, I know, you know, he, he did an interview recently after decommitting from Ohio State um, saying that Bama's trying to get him in on a visit. So um, that's kind of where things stand right now. I guess, you know, we'll see if he does do that, sets up an official visit and then go from there. And, we you know, we see this every year, you know, Bama kind of, you know, you think you kind of have a good idea of, of where things stand. And then Bama starts making a push for for a guy that, you know, kind of kind of pops up and obviously five-star kid like Jaheim Singletary he's not just popping up you know well aware of him but you know kind of making a late run on him we saw it with Jordan Battle a few cycles ago you know he had been committed to Ohio State Um, Bama really started to kind of put its foot on the gas in his recruitment um, in September of that year maybe even August um, and then ended up flipping him by the early signing period Um, you know Braylon Ingram or Ingram, he he was a guy that you know looked like he was all Miami, um, and then and Bama starts pushing in September, gets him on board in October. So Bama can make these late pushes for guys. We'll see what happens. I think right now it's just you know get him on campus, see where things go um, for for Singletary. Singletary from a program that in the past has produced the likes of Leroy Butler, former outstanding safety at Florida State, the Green Bay Packers, Edgar Bennett running back for Florida State and also the Green Bay Packers, the late, great Corky Rogers, maybe the greatest high school coach in the state of Florida history actually was at Riverside. It was known again as Lee back then, Lee High School, before moving on to Bowles. So a lot of tradition, uh, a lot of history there at Singletary's High School. Hey, we also had one of those Tim Nuggets here in the last few days that we love so much. And you also give us some nuggets from time to time yourself, Hank, but 
Tim, in regards to Elijah Pritchett, an offensive tackle we've talked about quite a bit here on the program throughout the weeks and months, uh, it appears as if maybe he's really starting to narrow things down and looking at a specific date, even a specific outlet to make his decision known. Yeah, we're going to find out um, Elijah Pritchett's decision on September 28th um, on CBS HQ. So it'll be live stream. So that's always good. Um, we, we know where we can watch it. That's always a question when, when kids set announcement dates is how are they going to do it? So we, we know Elijah Pritchett's going to announce on CBS Sports HQ. Um, and I'm told it's 3 p.m. Eastern time. So 2 p.m. our time. Um, and, and we'll know in a, in a few weeks. Um, and yeah, that's an interesting recruitment. Tim had his nugget, um, on Thursday. Uh, it, it you know, th- this could go a few different directions. I feel like, um, uh, you know, Florida state's kind of been the, the school talked about the most lately kind of trending as of late. He's been to Bama three times this year. He's going to be back at Bama next weekend for the Mercer game. He's visiting all his final four in the next three or four weeks before his decision. So he's getting one last look at everybody. He's going to be at Florida state, um, he's going to be at Alabama next weekend. I think he's going out to USC as well in the next couple of weeks. Why not? Um, right. Yeah, exactly. And then Georgia, obviously that the home state program, even though I, you know, Columbus, Georgia is pretty much Alabama. Uh, but that, that's the school in his final four. Um, so, you know, I, I think what it boils down to is Alabama versus Florida state. The other two have been in it, but not as much. Um, it, you know, I think there's reasons for optimism on the Alabama end. I, I think most people think it could go either way. Um, you know, the Florida State beat has their picks in for Florida State. I haven't made a prediction yet. Um, Tim hasn't made an official prediction yet. But, you know, I think if today were decision day, I think we'd be leaning more towards Alabama for uh, for Elijah Pritchett. So one of those fun recruitments we're going to see, um, you know, come down to the wire. We'll see how these final four visits go. Um, but, but I think, you know, uh, he's certainly a guy Bama can add to this class for sure. Going to take a quick break here on the Bama Online Podcast, a Friday edition of the pod. When we come back, we've got some mailbag questions for Hank South. When the Bama Online Podcast returns right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with more of the Bama Online Podcast. This one on a Friday, the day before the big day. Alabama, Miami, Mercedes-Benz Stadium going to have the roof open on Saturday afternoon in the ATL. That'll be a little bit of a different perspective for those in attendance. But we're talking recruiting right now with Hank South. Does an outstanding job for us there at BamaOnline.com covering recruiting. And so a little bit of a change today for you, Hank. We've got a roundtable podcast mailbag for you on this Friday. We're going to jump right in there with it. And Philly underscore two underscore Bama wants to know, does Alabama have any shot with Devin Campbell or Brownlow Dindy? I've been, I've seen both mentioned here or there says Philly to Bama. And I just noticed the other day that Brownlow Dindy is crystal ball to Oklahoma. So that gives me hope. (laughs) What say you about all that, Hank? 
Yeah, you know, Devin Campbell is another guy that that's, you know, crystal ball pretty heavily to Texas, but um, has Bam in his top five. They've been recruiting him, you know, fairly hard. Um, so, you know, we'll see if he gets on an official visit here at some point this fall. Uh, right now, I wouldn't project him in the class, but certainly, you know, in the mix. And then Brownlow, Dinley, uh, I think I want to say he's an Oklahoma legacy um, or he has some sort of tie to Oklahoma, which I think explains those crystal balls. But I know he put out a top two recently, and I think it was Oklahoma and um, one. It wasn't Alabama, the other school. So. You know, Bama's on the outside looking in. Um, haven't really heard much there, but you know, if they want to get involved, maybe he's a guy that they circle back on later. Like you said, you know, Bama has a pretty good track record of uh, of kind of ruining Oklahoma's day when it's all said and done. Um, so maybe, but at this point, you know, I don't think there's much happening there. Mac Man Ten on the Bama Online Roundtable in our mailbag ask about Evan Stewart, who Mac Man Ten says best receiver in the class. Is there anything new on Evan Stewart with Alabama, a timeline for a commitment? Does he have an official plan? Does he plan to have children at some point in the future? <laughs> also, how does Evan Stewart like his steak cook? Hey, do we know Do we know any or all of those answers? We do know his official visit date for Alabama. Um, he is coming on uh, campus for the LSU game. That's the plan right now. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's going to take these visits this fall kind of see where things go. It's kind of reminds me of, uh, of Walter Nolan, you know, it's just kind of like a new week, a new kind of trend. I know Florida has been talked about a bunch. He's been loving up on Florida interviews. Um, obviously he's been committed to Texas before. So he has a close relationship with them. Um, Bama, he was on campus in June, obviously has seen the production of the wide receiver position there. Um, I know he's been compared to Henry rug. So, you know, best receiver in the class is, you know, very much an accurate statement in my opinion, um, for ever Evan Stewart, um, so we'll see after that, but he is coming back on campus for, um, for the Alabama LSU game. And we'll go from there. You know, I, I think he's a guy that, you know, he doesn't have any sort of timeline he has to hold himself to. I think he has a spot in any class he wants to be in. Um, so I think he's really taking his time and kind of doing his due diligence on, uh, on all his options. Now to get totally off topic, Hank, are you young enough? Were you young enough or are you young enough to have gotten caught up in the Pokemon craze from <laughs> a few years back? Were you a Pokemon kid? Uh, I, I remember watching it. I played it on the Game Boy Color. That's I, I definitely liked playing the Pokemon game. I never really did the cards as much. Right. Um, but I, I did like it. And, you know, I will say kind of we've been talking about it on the roundtable a bunch, the sports cards phase coming back in strong lately pokemon has made a big comeback too you know people are like paying thousands and thousands of dollars for pokemon cards uh, again and i know uh to keep it a little bit on topic of uh current events logan paul i think in his fights he's been wearing a uh like a i think it's like a three hundred thousand dollar charizard card on his neck um (laughs) so that's kind of you know, pop culture reference there, but no, I, I, I couldn't name many Pokemon outside of Pikachu or Charizard. They're the, the main notable ones. Okay. Because Mac man <laughs> 10 was having a little fun here in the, in the mailbag. And he was, uh, he was wanting some, if they were Pokemon characters, yeah. who would they be? We won't go there. If he could and describe look, the Pokemon or give characteristics right. of the Pokemon, maybe. But yeah, maybe we need to worry about Mac Man Ten. <laughs> uh, I'm starting to a little bit. Our oldest, our son Evan, he was all into it, man. Yeah. When he was a kid, he he was all about it. Like he had the case and everything, you know, mm-hmm. that looked like it might have you know ten million dollars in it, the way it <laughs> presented itself and the way he secured it. But uh, I hear you on that. Um, Red Riptide, as we wrap up the roundtable mailbag with Hank South 
on a Friday edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Uh, he just wants to know simply who are the top targets uh, and what is mo- the most likely finish along the defensive line for Alabama for the 2022 cycle? Yeah, it's definitely the position that could go the most different directions. I think um, top targets, we broke it down in the everything to know about Bama recruiting story um, that ran, I think, yesterday. Um, but, you know, the guys are talking about Walter Nolan. Obviously, he doesn't have Bama in his top three, but he's still going on to an official visit to Bama. Um, he's still a top target, still a guy to keep an eye on. Um, Amari Abor from Duncanville, Justice Finkley, uh, in-state kid from Hewitt Trustville. Um, a new kind of name that, that's popped up in the last few weeks. He got an offer in August, Dion Walker out of Michigan. Um, don't know too much about him yet, but a guy to keep an eye on that got a late offer. Quincy Wiggins, Anthony Lucas, Chris McClellan, Caden Curry. There's a bunch of guys. Uh, and then obviously Curtis Perry in the state of Alabama too. He's a guy to keep an eye on. But I think as far as most likely finishes, you know, you got your guys already committed, Jaheim Otis, um, Walter Bob. I, I think the most likely finish if, if things were ending today is Amario Bohr, Justice Finkley, and Quincy Wiggins. That would be my projection. Um, but again, you know, you got Anthony Lucas from Arizona coming back for a visit um, in November. Um, Walter Nolan doing his official visit in November. Chris McClellan's trying to set up an official visit. Um, uh, Curtis Perry, a guy still very much in the mix. And then, you know, you, you had a, a guy like Marquise Graciel, the Missouri commit that was on campus for the cookout in July. He seems to be very high in Alabama as well. So could certainly go in a few different directions. And I think that's kind of the, the position I'm circling as most intriguing um, as this class closes out. So there you go. A little bit of a mailbag for Hank South on the Bama Online Podcast. Thanks to everyone who contributed in the thread with some questions. Macman 10, Red Riptide, Philly to Bama. Thanks a bunch, guys. We appreciate the questions for Hank. And so that's going to do it for a Friday edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Before we get out of here, we certainly would like to send our condolences to the families of two former Alabama Program members of note, Keith McCants, the All-American linebacker, so great at linebacker in the late 80s, specifically in that time frame of 88, 89, a 1990 first-round pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, gone too soon in his early 50s, and also a former Alabama player under legendary coach Paul Bryant. Jim Fuller, also an assistant coach for many, many years at the Capstone, also was a head coach at Jacksonville State. Both men passed away here in the last 48 hours, and we certainly send our thoughts and prayers to their loved ones. Hank, enjoy this weekend, man. A lot of football, a lot of recruiting, some potential news coming out of the weekend, maybe. I'm sure Hank South's going to have us posted right there at BOL. Thanks, Hank. Appreciate it, Travis. For Hank South, Travis Schreier, hoping you have a great week one of college football and certainly at BamaOnline.com. We're going to have you covered wall-to-wall. Where Alabama, Miami is concerned, Charlie Potter, Kirk McNair, myself, Hank, Tim, we got you on this Labor Day weekend. A lot of football. Have a lot of fun. Stay safe out there, everyone. Until next time, so long, everybody. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.